Parshas Ekev. In this week's Parsha, Moshe Rabbeinu declares, Yisrael What does Hashem want from you? Ki'in, only, L'yirat Hashem Elokecha, To fear Hashem, your God. L'alechet b'chol drochov, And to walk in all of His ways. Ul'ahava oto, And to love Him. V'la'avod et Hashem Elokecha b'chol lavavcha v'chol nafshecha. And to serve Hashem, your God, with all your heart and with all your soul. Lishmor et mitzvot Hashem ve'et chukotav. And to keep all the mitzvahs of Hashem and to keep all of His laws. Ekev. Now the Mesil Shorem, the Hagdama, explains that in this Pasuk we have all the subjects that are necessary for Shlemes Amiti, for true perfection in Avoidus Hashem. All of the components of the complete service that is pleasing to Hashem. There is Yira, which means being aware of Hashem, feeling His presence at all times. And Lalechet Bechodrochov, walking in His ways, which means that you have to study His ways in order to know them and then emulate those ways. And that's only the beginning. Hashem wants us, La'ahava also, to love Him which the Chayvus Levavus and the Rambam say, is the highest of all Madregas. And the list goes on. Perfection of your heart in His service, which means not to do it with 10% or 50%, but 100% of your mind. To keep all the mitzvahs, which means you have to learn them all and keep them. So now we see that all Hashem wants of you is everything. There's a lot in that Pasuk. He's asking a whole lot of things from you. It's a load of work, a program for a lifetime. The path to perfection is not easy. One way is to gird up your loins to learn Shas. Learning Shas, learning the whole Talmud, will certainly bring you close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Only that you have to prepare yourself for a long career of hard work. It entails many difficulties and a great deal of self-denial. And there are other ways as well. Paths that require much heroism and heavy labor. You'll have to learn Mesil Zishodim, Sharei Tshuva, and the Chayvah Sulevavus, cover to cover, many times. Others have fought him as well. It'll take some heavy lifting to achieve that. And yet, how does HaKadosh Baruch Hu introduce us to all of these great ideals? With the following words, Ma Ki'im. What is it that he's asking of you already? Only this. And that's hard to understand. Because we see that what Hashem wants of you is everything. It's a question that anyone reading the Chumash should ask. And in fact, the Gemara and Megillah asks it like this. Is Yiras Hashem that means the whole program enumerated in the Pasuk. Is that such a small thing as to use the word ma and ki'im? There is an easy way. Now the Gemara's answers, the, the Gemara's answer there is not relevant to today's talk. It's important and we'll discuss it another time. But today we'll study the Pshuto Shel Mikra, which make all these great accomplishments Seem easy. Because if it was difficult, 
If from every angle there was no easy access to this, to this greatness, it wouldn't make sense for the Torah to use such words as ma and ki'im. And it pays for us to hear what this easy path is, whether it actually is an easy way to come close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, or it's just a relatively easier way. It's something we want to hear about. And so we'll study together a few lines in the Gemara, and we'll hopefully find the key that will make it somewhat more understandable. In Mesechta Menachas, the Gemara says, Rabbi Meir said, everyone is obligated to make 100 brachas every day. And he quotes our Pasuk. What does, Hashem, what does Hashem Elokecha require, require of you? And Rav Meir says, don't read ma. Don't read the word ma. What does he want of you? But mea. He wants mea. 100 blessings from you. Instead of mem hey, we stick an aleph in between. And now it reads me'ah, 100. Now it's important to understand that all the drashas of Chazal are, inher- are inherent in the plain meaning. It's not merely a memory aid. It's actually included in the pshat of the pasuk. So we must understand that this verse, includes the duty of saying 100 brachas. And so, Rabbi Meir used the sharp and witty style of the sages. And he put a play on words. Do you know the way, that easy way to come close to Hashem? Instead of saying ma, which means easy, say mea, 100 brachas. That's the key. That's the easy way to come to all of those great perfections enumerated in the Pasuk. How can you come to Yiras Hashem? How can you come to love Hashem and to walk in His ways and all of those great subjects? So the Gemara tells us, the easy way, the way of Ma, is by saying brachas. Chayav Adam levarech mea brachas b'chol yom. A hundred times a day you have to thank Hashem. Now whether it means technical brachas, like Baruch Atah Hashem Elokeinu Melech Ha'olam, we're saying your own words. I thank you, Hashem, for this. I thank you, Hashem, for that. It's all included. A hundred times a day, we have to thank Hashem. And that's going to bring you to all the great qualities. The Hakdama, the, pref- the preface to Yira and Ava and all good things in that Pasuk is to make a hundred brachas every day. So you'll say I'm exaggerating. A hundred brachas a day is the key to perfection? Making brachas is A, B, C. It's kindergarten talk. But that's what Rabbi, Rabbi Meir is telling us here. He's telling us that the way to come close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to acquire all the components of service that are pleasing to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, spelled out in that pasuk is by means of saying an expression of thanks to Hashem 100 times every day. That's the way. If you're looking for the easy way, the easy path to perfection, you just heard it here. You can tell your friends about it too. Ma Hashem What does Hashem want from you? Ki'im, only to say a hundred brachas a day. Now don't think you can just get up now and go home. 
Don't think you know it all. Don't, you, don't think you know all about it. No. It's only the beginning of the talk and it needs an explanation. So hang around yet. The first thing we'll say is that in order to get the benefit of this idea, you must act like you never heard of the term brachas before. Because if you're going to hark back to your concept of what brachas is, then the whole talk will be in vain. You'll have to act like you just came, you just became gerim. And now for the first time in your lives, you're hearing there's such a thing as brachas. Because a bracha is not just baruch Hashem. You mumble some words and finished. And even if you're not mumbling, you're saying the words slowly with perush amilus. Even that is not the bracha we're talking about here. What Rabbi Meir is telling us is that 100 times a day you have to enjoy this world and feel gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Because what is a bracha? It's an expression of gratitude. Otherwise, it's not a bracha. It's just words. Of course, you fulfill your obligation, al pi halacha. You won't make a second one. But that's not what the Torah meant. And it's not what Rabbi Meir is talking about. Why do we say brachas? I'll tell you a secret now. Something I heard from my Rebbe in Slobodka. In the Kuzari, there is a remarkable statement. He says that one of the reasons for our brachas is v'yosif lo arevus al arevus shivarech tamid. It adds pleasure on pleasure when one says blessings. You hear that? Eating an apple is a pleasure. But what type of pleasure is it if you don't concentrate on enjoying it? So the Kuzari says that one of the reasons for our brachas is to enhance our own pleasure. Before you eat the apple, you stop and you feel gratitude for it. Ah, now you're enjoying it. But my Rebbe Zichron Avracha argued on the Kuzari. He said, it's not one of the reasons, it's the reason. And so Rabbi Meir teaches us that the foundation of everything, of all service of Hashem, is to make brachas. And what is the purpose of these blessings? To enjoy the kindliness of Hashem. And now you're beginning to see, although we said that this path to excellence is mah, it's an easy way. But if you recall, I was careful to say that it's comparatively easy. Because you can't just say a bracha a hundred times a day. No, that's not enough yet. It means that 100 times a day you should stop to think about what you possess and experience a glow of satisfaction, a feeling of joy. You must be happy and grateful to Hashem 100 times a day. Happy and grateful? That's a secret to many people. Many people ask me all the time, what is he giving me? Last week, a young man asked me, he was walking on King's Highway with me, and he asked me, why should I be grateful to Hashem? I took a look at him. He wasn't wearing crutches. He didn't have braces on his feet. He didn't have a brace to hold up his neck. He seemed to have a full set of teeth. At least they didn't look like false teeth. He looked to be quite well nourished as well, and he didn't seem to have, he didn't seem to have slept last night on the park bench either probably had bathed that morning too. And he was clothed. And this yeshiva man asked me, for what should I be grateful to HaKadosh Baruch He was serious. He was asking with sincerity. 
in the same, it's the same as a little girl of 16 who refuses to wash the dishes. What am I getting out of you? She says to her parents. The nice ones don't say it, but they think it. She refuses to even pick up her own stockings in the morning when she runs off. She refuses to bring the garbage down. She doesn't do a thing in the house. She only has one complaint. What are you doing for me? She says to her parents. That means besides for giving me free lodging, no rent is charged for the bed she sleeps in. And besides giving me three meals a day in clothing, what else are you doing for me? Besides paying for her doctor bills, besides paying for her dental care, besides for paying for her base Yaakov tuition, when she washes her face, when she puts on the light in her room, she's using her father's hard-earned money. And besides all that, later, when she decides to do a very big mitzvah and choose a kolel man so she confers upon her poor father the privilege of supporting him and her for the next five years. And she thinks she's doing a big mitzvah. She took a koilel man on whose shoulders? On her old father's shoulders. But she's getting nothing. What am I getting from you, she's thinking. So you'll shake your head. When, so you'll shake your head when you hear about this inconsiderate girl. But actually, she's just a muscle for all of us. Most people in this world, I'm talking even about the good ones. They think HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not giving them anything. They think HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not giving them anything. What am I getting from you, Hashem? They're thinking. Now they won't tell you that. Some self-esteem they have. But you can be sure that's exactly what they're thinking. What is Hashem doing for me? And I'm afraid that most of us here tonight, even though we're polite enough not to say that, but in our heart, that's what we're thinking. I once heard from one of my rebbies, Rav Abraham Gudinsky, Zichron Levracha, something that I want to repeat to you. A Slobodka yeshiva man once came back to the yeshiva for a, for a visit. When Rav Abraham saw this old Talmud, he asked him, how are things going? So this man said as follows, in Ruchnius, Baruch Hashem, but in Gashmius, not so good. It could be better. That's what the ex-yeshiva man told Rab Avraham. Later on, Rab Avraham in- interpreted that for us. He told us it meant like this. As far as what I'm doing for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's pretty good, can't complain. In Ruchnius, Baruch Hashem means that he's patting himself on the shoulder. Good job! Baruch Hashem means hypocrisy. Baruch Hashem means Baruch Anochi, blessed am I. That's what it means. But as far as what Hashem is doing for me, he's a little bit behind. In Gashmias, could be better means, what Hashem is doing for me, there's still room for improvement. That's what he means. No, Hashem, when will you produce already? Look at this sadik who's suffering in this world. I'm just eating meals every day. I'm just sleeping in a bed every night. I'm just alive. What are you giving me? And so there's no wonder that we don't know what a hundred brachas are all about. Some think it's a matter of counting. They think it's all about the number. Sixteen brachas, birkat shachar. Five more for birkat ha-toyra. Asher yatsar and netilas yadayim, that's twenty-one. Fifty-seven more for three shmona esres. That's seventy-eight. I'll bench once, that's another four. And before you know it, you reach your quota. No, 
That's not what Rabbi Meir meant. A hundred brachas means that 100 times a day, every day, you have to make yourself aware of the gifts you're enjoying all the time. And it's that, and if that's the case, then we have a lot to talk about because our job now is to discover all of these gifts. What's a Kaddish Baruch Hu doing for us? That's the great treasure we have to uncover and we'll get started right now. It'll be laboratory work seeing the kindliness of Hashem in our lives. But we'll do it together. We'll have a club, a walking club. Imagine we have an appointment, all of us here, to meet tomorrow morning on the corner of Avenue R and Ocean Parkway. Six o'clock in the morning. That's the best time of the day. We'll begin our walk. And we'll walk together on the avenue and we'll study the happiness of life. Now before we meet up, you're going to have to wake up and get out of bed. It won't be much of a walk if you don't wake up. You know that some people didn't wake up this morning. Not everybody is so lucky. As soon as you open your eyes, you should remember that. And give thanks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that He allowed you to get up in the morning. I thank you Hashem for waking me up this morning. It's actually fun to get up in the morning. Only that nobody thinks about it. It's something you should practice enjoying. Do you ever go to a shiva house and you have nothing to talk about? You come in and you walk out. It's something. It's still a mitzvah. But there's something more you can accomplish still. What's the first thing to think when you walk out? Baruch Hashem, I'm alive! You hear the Chiddush? When you're Menachem Avel, the first thing to think about when you walk out on the steps, going down the steps to the street, Baruch Hashem, I'm alive. Even better, say it. I'm serious. And for the thinking person, he doesn't have to wait for the Shiva house, Rahman al-Islan. That's how he wakes up every morning. Baruch Hashem, I'm alive. He just discovered the happy news that he woke up again. It's a simcha, a real happiness. So you're alive now, and you go to the bathroom. Ah, the pleasure of urinating. Don't say it's just nature. A lot of people don't have such natures. They have very much difficulty. For you would go smoothly. You should enjoy the moment. Don't be, inf- don't be afraid to enjoy. Don't be, aff- don't be ashamed to enjoy what Hashem is giving you. That's the purpose of all these functions. And now a very wealthy man who cannot urinate. I know a very wealthy man who cannot urinate. He has no kidneys anymore. If he, could, if he could walk into a bathroom and perform like any ordinary person, he'd be delirious with happiness. He told me he remembers the good old days when he could urinate normally. Oh, what a happiness it was then. If he could come up here and teach us how to say Ashe Yatsar, that would be a lesson. You come out and mama, 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 that's how you say thank you. If you're happy, you don't just say Ashe Yatsar. You sing it. You can take my word for it. If you put your mind to it, it's a tremendous happiness. The Gemara and Bracha says that going to the bathroom is a taste of oil Abba. It's such a pleasure. Of course, if you didn't study it, if you don't think about it, so there's nothing to sing about. Now, mumbling a Bracha is better than nothing. You're at least a firm Jew if you mumble the Bracha. But it's a pity. You're losing the great opportunity of achieving all the perfection that mea brachas can bring to a person. Now I skipped a lot of steps here because you didn't urinate in your bed. Most of you didn't wet the bed in the morning. You walked to the toilet. 
Now walking to the bathroom is a tainuk. If you think for a moment that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving you the blessing, that you're able to move your feet, you can move your thighs, they swing effortlessly in the socket. You can move your knees, they move so perfectly in their sockets. You can move your ankles in their socket. And your toes too, you can move each one in its own socket. And all these sockets are functioning at one time perfectly. Not to mention the coordination of the muscles. Every muscle that's extended has another muscle that's pulling in the opposite direction. You should know you're a trapeze artist when you walk. You balance yourself and move with perfect ease and facility. So as you walk, you should be enjoying those gifts. That comes before the bracha. First, you have to enjoy the marvelous gift that Hashem is giving you. Baruch Hashem HaMechin Thank you, Hashem, for this pleasure of being able to walk normally. There are a lot of people who can't. There are some people who cannot function in their toes. Everything else is perfect. But if their toes are fused and they won't move in the socket properly, then they have misery and very great suffering. If the ankle is fused, it won't move. Even if the knee is a tiny little bit inactivated, it can be excruciating pain to move it. So suppose you were able to walk out of your home and now we meet up on Ocean Parkway for our walking club. The sun is coming up now and we see a beautiful blue sky. Don't miss that opportunity, we have to say. The sky is a beautiful blue. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu made it that way because he wants me to enjoy it. That's the purpose. And I'm not going to let it go to waste. Now, that's the right attitude. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is painting a blue sky for me to enjoy. Once you get that attitude, then you're looking at the universe in the true perspective. Now don't say, well, there are a lot of people There are a lot of other people in this world besides me. He made the sky blue because of me? The answer is yes. That's what the Gemara says in Brochus. What does a good guest say? A good guest, when he walks into a house and sees a table that's spread with all good things, what does a good guest say? He says like this, Whatever the host labored to do, he did only for me. So as the good guest walks in and he sees cucumber, he sees egg salad and he sees chopped liver, he sees whiskey, he sees cake, and he sees every all the other items that he sees. He says, the hosts put it there just for me. Now it doesn't mean he should eat it all up. That's not the intent of, the mama, of that ma'amar. What it's telling you is that as you look at it, you're expected to squeeze all of the enjoyment you can from what you see and feel the gratitude. You have to think. The host put it there for me to enjoy. Once you know that, you begin to enjoy everything. You open our eyes and all around you see glorious things, beautiful things. There are beautiful gardens on Ocean Parkway. Some of our neighbors hire gardeners and it costs them a thousand dollars a year. That's not much. Some spend much more than that, merely to tend their gardens. So as you pass by, you'll think, well, what do I get out of it? It's not for me. The Gemara says, that's what a bad guest says. What does a bad guest say? A bad guest says, whatever he did, he did for himself. He didn't do it for me. No, 
It's for you. For you. Yes, for you. It's all done for me, you should think. Everything is for me. That's how you walk in this world. That's why a man was created at first alone. Everyone has to say that it's for me, Sanhedrin. It's for you. The gardens are for me. I enjoy the gardens more than the householder who pays a thousand dollars to the gardener. Keep your money in your pocket, but put all these things in your head and in your heart and become happy by looking at them. Look at the gardens. They didn't cost you a penny. He's breaking his back, pulling up weeds, and we pass by and we enjoy it to no end. The grass is beautiful. The colorful flowers are a pleasure to look at. Ah, 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 how nice it is. This is the royal road to greatness. Isn't that a fun road to perfection? Because while you're doing that, you're becoming happier and happier. You're becoming an ashir, a rich man without spending a, pen, a penny. Ezehu ashir, who is a rich man? It's up here. The Ravzatzal pointed at his head. Your happiness is in your mind. Your wealth is in your mind. And your money remains in your pocket. And therefore... When we walk out into the world and we begin to see the things of the world, we must understand that they are all for us. They're all for us. The fact that it's for someone else too, that doesn't detract. It's for you. As you walk out and look up at the sky, you walk out at the street and enjoy the blue of the sky. As you pass by the beautiful gardens, there's no harm in thinking a noble thought. Now all these things I'm saying from now are lamase. It works. It's work. It's work. Practice it up and think. Why is the sky blue? Isn't that a klutz kasha? Why is the sky such a beautiful sapphire blue? And I'll tell you a secret. It's good you came here tonight. There's a reason why it's blue. It's for you to enjoy the sky. The color blue is soft and sweet on the eyes. And you're expected to enjoy it. Isn't that a good thing to practice? See if you can do it tomorrow morning. Now suppose, let's say, our club walks out, and this time the sky is not blue. Instead, it's overcast with gray clouds. Ooh, that's a glorious opportunity. He who covers the sky with clouds. That's a different opportunity than the blue sky from yesterday. He's preparing rain for the earth. Tehillim. What does that mean? Who cares what he prepares? The fact that he prepares rain is important? Yes. When he covers the sky with clouds. He's preparing rain for the world. Gray skies are not only gray. Cloudy skies means yellow oranges, pink peaches with rosy cheeks, red apples, purple grapes. They all come from rain. All good things come from rain. David Melech looked up at the clouds and felt gratitude and he said, Don't make any mistake about it. He's covering the skies with clouds. And I thank him for that. And therefore, whether the sky is blue or gray, it's an opportunity for happiness. We have to study the sky until it finally creates an impression that causes us joy. And if we'll work on this again and again, and finally, a sapphire sapphire blue sky actually makes you happy, then you know that you're getting there. Now, 
There's no bracha that you make on the sky. But gratitude, you have to feel. You say, thank you Hashem for making me happy by means of your beautiful sky. How do you see the sky anyhow? You can't accomplish that feat without eyes. Ah, eyes, ay, 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 eyes, ribona shaloylam. What would I do without my eyes? And therefore we have to practice up enjoying our eyes. You're going to have to learn to be happy that you have eyes. Can we even describe the happiness of seeing? It's impossible to, to describe that pleasure. You see life. You see movement. You see color. You see your family. You see the world. What a happiness it is. So as we're walking in our walking club tomorrow morning down Ocean Parkway, we're using this camera and enjoying it. It takes a long time for these things to penetrate our thick skulls. But if you want to know that it's so, all you have to do is wait until you encounter a man with a white stick tapping his way. Tap, 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 tap. Take a good look at him. You think it's an accident that he came across your path? HaKadosh Baruch Hu saw that you're slow in understanding, so he sent him to teach you a lesson. You see him at the street corner, and someone has to take him by the arm and bring him across. Ay, ay, ay. What a pity. What a tragedy. So the next time you see a man tapping his way with his dick, don't let that opportunity go by. It's a gift mina shamayim for you. You have to thank Hashem that you can see. Utilize that. Hashem has sent that on purpose for you to see and look. Ooh, thank you, Hashem. I am able to see. Think. What would he say if he suddenly could get a pair of eyes like yours? How would he make a bracha? He'd mumble, Baruch Hashem, Hivrim. That's how they say it in shul in the morning. Yeshiva boys also, the best, the best. They rattle it off. Oh no, oh no. Don't tell me you made a bracha this morning and you counted it towards your hundred brachas. Did you think what you were saying? Technically, maybe it counts. Maybe it's a bracha and you can count it. But that's not how we enjoy a gift. A man who appreciates his eyes, he says thank you like a man drinking the most precious champagne, sipping every word. Baruch, ah, ah, ata, Hashem. Every word is a diamond. The man tapping his way on the street would shell out $100,000 to the surgeon if he could. He'd be eternally grateful to him. He'd call him up every year on the yard site of his operation. He gave him his life back. And the Kaddosh Baruch Hu did it for you for nothing. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not sending you bills. He doesn't ask anything from you except that you should enjoy your eyes. Not to make a bracha. That's not what he's asking. He wants that you should enjoy them. You should be so happy with your eyes that you feel like making a bracha. Learn to be happy that you can see. That's a big job. Now, our walking club is still walking down the street. Don't forget that. Now, if you'd have coins in your pocket so you could cause the pocket to shake as you walk, and when you hear the change in your pocket, it's reassuring. Let's say you have a pocket full of quarters and you shake your pocket and the change is jingling in your pocket. It feels good. It sounds good. But suppose you have nothing in your pocket, but you still have everything. You have no money to jingle. So you click your teeth instead. Teeth are better than money. In the olden days when someone grew old and he had no teeth, 
So he was finished with life. He had a nice granddaughter. She used to take an apple with a knife and scrape off some mush and give it to the old Zaidi on a knife. He couldn't eat. He couldn't chew. But you young fellows, you're rich. You have teeth of your own. You have a mouth full of teeth. Ay, ay, ay. Teeth. What a happiness to have teeth. If you're eating with your own teeth and you're a lucky fellow, you already have everything. Even false teeth cost money. You have false teeth? Thank him. So whether you have false teeth of your, or your own teeth, you have to study your teeth. You have to be rich in the knowledge that you have teeth. A mouthful of teeth is a happiness. Now the day is almost over and the sun is going down. All good things have to come to an end and our walking club has to break up for the night. We all have to go home. Our wives and children are waiting for us and so our laboratory of enjoying the gifts of Hashem must end now. Tomorrow morning, we can meet again. Oh no, it's not over yet. When you walk into the hallway in your home and put on the switch, you're, son- you're suddenly bathed in light. Do you thank him for electric lights? Electric light is a very good thing. I remember when I was a little boy, we didn't have electric lights. Only gas lights around, no electric lights. I remember that. The house didn't have electricity. And then electricity came. It's mamish like sunshine in the middle of the night. Do you ever thank Hashem for the electric lights? How can you live without thanking Him? The answer is, every week you thank Him. Every Moitse Shabbos you say, You thank Hashem for artificial light. People don't know what the bracha is all about. They think it's just a ceremony. No. Boide me'oide ha'esh means you're thanking Hashem for artificial light. If you spend a little time thinking about how much you benefit from artificial light, you'll love Hashem for that. I'm thanking you, Hashem, for all forms of artificial light. Fire, incandescent, fluorescent, everything. And besides for the light in the house, you also have a warm home. Where does the warmth come from? Oil? Petroleum? You have oil in your home? Where does oil come from? Oil? Did you ever thank Hashem for oil? The oil man comes and delivers oil to your house. Say, oh, thank you Hashem for oil. What can happen if you didn't have any oil? What's going to happen? Imagine a cold house. It's winter time and there's no oil. You call up and they tell you there's no oil on hand. There's nothing to deliver. What are you going to do? So Baruch Hashem. There is oil. It's Hashem giving us all good things in the home. You know how much happiness a home is? A wife, children, four walls, a roof, plumbing. The pleasures are endless. But it's getting late. And now it's time to put on pajamas and climb into bed. Pajamas? We could talk about the happiness of clothing and pajamas all night. The buttons and the stitching. It's an endless happiness. But it's too late for that now. And so the last detail of our happiness happiness voyage for today will have to be sleep. You have to be grateful and thank Hashem for sleep. Every night you say it. You give me the ability to fall asleep. Maybe you say it, but do you think what you're saying? When you fall asleep, it's a miracle. And that miracle is a gift. You know, some people can't sleep anymore, Khalila. 
An old man told me, Ich hub verloren dem Schluff. He lost his sleep. He meant he lost his ability to sleep. It's a pity on him. To lose such a precious gift, like the sweetness of falling asleep, that's a tragedy. Sleep is more important than food. But you still have it. So you put your head down on the pillow. Most of you have pillows. You're not sleeping on the ground. You have a bed, don't you? So as you fall away into dreamland, you're, you're still thanking Hashem. That's the last thought you have as you drift off into your sweet sleep. Thank you, Hashem, for giving me a pillow and a mattress and for giving me the gift of sleep. I love you, Hashem. And in a few hours, we'll be getting up again to say, Moideani again, and to start loving Hashem all over again. Now I understand that what we're saying here tonight, if it was said to an ordinary congregation of B'nai Toida, so they would think it's a waste of time. I didn't come to, he- I didn't come here to hear such things. It's too simple. Too many people, they think it's just talk. Well, if that's what they want, that's what it's going to remain. But now I'm talking to people who deserve credit because they came here for a purpose. People who, who are mevakshe Hashem. They are seeking Hashem. And to such idealists, we can propose this plan that we have to use the world to enjoy the chesed Hashem and to be constantly think, thanking HaKadosh Baruch. That's the way for a Jew to live. You can't do it all the time. So at least a hundred times a day you should do it. The more you do it, the more successful you are. But a hundred times, that's the bare minimum. And that means a hundred times a day you have to stop and enjoy the world. And you enjoy it so much that you feel a sincere gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Of course, at first it's only artificial. You have to spend time on it. You have to take out time for this work. Plenty of time is needed for these things. Little by little, however, it grows on you. And not only will you be enjoying the world, but you'll be enjoying Hashem's world. And that's going to be the solution to the great problem of how can we gain all these things that Hashem is demanding of us. To fear Hashem and to walk in all of His ways and to love Him and to serve Him with all of your heart and with all of your soul and so on. Because it's a problem, a real problem. How do we come to all those forms of perfection? We're ordinary people living in an ordinary world. How can we achieve all these great levels of avoidance Hashem? And that's what Rabbi Meir comes to teach us. That the key is hidden in the Pasuk itself. What does Hashem want of you? A hundred brachas. And from those hundred brachas, you'll attain all of the components of the complete service that is pleasing to Hashem. Mesilis Yisharim. Rabbi Meir tells us that by means of this easy way, or relatively easier way of appreciating all of the good things that we are enjoying, that's the key to success. Once you get into the mode of thanking Hashem for everything, you're going to change your character. You'll become an oivet Hashem. You start loving Hashem. What is He doing for me? Everything. And once you love Hashem, the rest of the things will follow. You'll walk in His ways. You'll serve Him with all of your heart and soul. You're already sold out to Him. And you're going to see that this is not only the road to come close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, 
But this road will also be the royal road to fulfillment and happiness in life. After a while, you become happy with so many things that you actually are a happy man. You'll actually appreciate the gifts and the happiness will last all your life. And not only all your life, but it will last you into Oilam Haba. If we'll enjoy this world 100 times a day, and if we express our gratitude to Hashem each time, that's the royal road to happiness in this world. And the perfection in Avoidas Hashem that brings you eternal happiness in the next world. Have a wonderful Shabbos.